Hello everyone, welcome back to High Rollers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast in the world of Erois, run by Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes, with me, Tom, playing Keelak Adkalar, the Bard slash Cleric. Hi, I'm Rhiannon, I'm playing Sentry, I am a Guardian Paladin. I am Chris Trott, I'm playing Lucius Viren Elowin Elenastro, and I am a High Elf Sorcerer. Hi, I'm Katie, I'm playing Ayla, a Wild Elf Barbarian. And I'm Kim, I'm playing Nova, who is an Air Ganassi, and she is a Hexblade Warlock. Thanks to our regular sponsor D&D Beyond, the official Dungeons & Dragons toolset. Create your free account and speed up your campaigns today. We're also sponsored by Critit.co.uk, that's C-R-I-T-I-T, and they offer a wide range of tabletop accessories from dice and dice boxes to miniatures and stationery. They are super high quality and combines their love of gaming and carpentry to create some really cool and unique accessories to make your games a hundred times cooler. And you can get 20% off if you use the code HIGHROLL on checkout. You can check them out with the links in the episode description. Anyway, on to the episode. The party await a message from Arvel Dagos and figure out their next steps. Bucks. Hello. Butts. Welcome back. Butts. The High Rollers. Butts. We're at the D&D show. It's a lot of fun. I hope you're enjoying it. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I should have spent that break working out what Arvel was going to say. Instead, I was wrestling with trying to order food for later on. <laughs> Great. Um, so, professional. Professional. <laughs> right now. Right now. So before the break, uh, the party have been discussing what they would like to do. They are currently in the sky city of Gusthaven and Quill had just scried on their old companion. Arvel Dagus, mm. the dwarven merchant oh, that you travelled with for a long time. I forgot what his surname was for some time, but I've just remembered. I had it! So, <laughs> you, after, after a few moments, um, you get back the message. What the hell?! Can someone make me a smeek plush? <laughs> okay, the message. Uh, this is going to be real rough. I might retroactively change the <laughs> them. Okay, fine. By the, by the stars, because he doesn't know that there's a word limit. By the stars, uh, Quill is, yeah, Quill, you're alive. I think that's six. Um, uh, yep. Yep. I'm like saying this to everyone else as it comes in as well. What happened? Um, useless. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, where's Valor? Uh -oh. oh. Is she with you? Mm -mm. How many words am I up to? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Where are the stars? 13, 14. 14. I mean, he doesn't know that there's a word limit, but I'm just kind of like, you've spoken very broken things, so. Um, what 14 have you got? By the stars. You also didn't know that you were like six short, so I yeah. don't trust you. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Huh. <laughs> Just don't write anymore, Tom. <laughs> what, what do you mean, Starbane? What? You haven't written it. Kaylee's rest Starbane. was fine. Starbane. I'm back in Gold Throne. Kaylee's rest was... Fine. I'm back in gold, right? I'm back in gold. Love bubble. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Right, so... 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 is I'm back. 
So that so that you don't get back through. You just get I'm back. And then it ends. And then he spends another five minutes talking still. Yeah. No. Well yeah, he absolutely would. Like he's just like Quill! Quill! Well, I'm not going to send him another message, like, well, I could, but... Well, you will... Sorry. Um... <laughs> so I guess... Katie's rest is fine, still? If he's been gold thrown, he might not know about it, but... He doesn't know anything about starving. Well, how... how's fine? He hmm? was there. What do you mean? He's probably amassing armies what? in Katie's rest. Did he do something to make... Some people forget that he arrived, maybe? I don't know. Well, they were underground. Nobody in Kelly's Rest would have seen him. He could have come in through the gate and then just not done anything immediately. He's probably being secretive. Yes. So Arvel, not able to find Vala... Went home. Probably went home and mm. doesn't know what's happened. We also don't know what happened in the cathedral after we left. <laughs> Delicious. But from the sounds of it, at the very least, what they were planning in the cathedral, we did stop. So there's that. Yeah, we did make it worse, though. Did we? Not... I mean, the racist abatess is... But... The purge didn't happen. Starving. Hadar. No purge, and as yet, no starving or Hadar. Technically, Starbeam's trying to but stop he's Hadar. talking mm. to Nova. Do we know that? Arvel's yeah, fine. Yeah, told us. I told you. I told you. Little victories. Okay. Arvel's Arvel, alive. Hey. How, How did he look? He looked tired. Um, and he was, well, drinking the moment he got up, but I don't think that's unusual. That's just um, Arvel. That's just yeah. Arvel. Um, and he didn't look happy. I'll say that much. Um, yeah. But we he's in gold throne. We know, we know he's in gold He doesn't know anything about he, Valor. We don't no. know he's in gold throne. You don't know you was going to put that. Was never, that was cut off. Oh, he, he just goes, back. I'm back. And then nothing. But he's... Where, where he was, it looked like it was his home. Maybe. Or at least it was filled with his possessions anyway. Unless he's made some kind of home away from home in Kelly's Rest, which is pointless Doubtful. because gold throne is so close. I think he may have noticed something going wrong in Kelly's Rest if he was there. I mean, if all of us just vanished, as far as he's concerned. We went to the Abbey and then just didn't come out again. He might have assumed we just died. How far is Callie's rest from Goldroom? I believe that you still had three or four days of travel. Mm -hmm. So he probably stayed a week and then, or half a week. I reckon he must have gone through that cathedral looking for Valor and us, only to give up and leave. Well, he could have been turned away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would have said that, though, if there was something strange. There was also all the field wardens that were backing us up there as well. Maybe true. they should have investigated after we didn't come out. That is true. There's probably a lot of unrest after what we did. But, no purge. <coughs> no what? No purge. Well, just starving. Just sure? a world ending. And Hadar. Yeah. But not a city destroyed by starving. No. We did a good. <laughs> just... So is this a win? This doesn't feel like a no, win. It's no, it's never a win. Not, like a not win. with us. No. I'm what? just saying it also doesn't feel like a loss. Doesn't feel like a win, though. You're right. It, it feels pretty bad. But do we tell him about Valor? <laughs> do we tell him about Starbane? Well, we did say the word Starbane. Don't think we should maybe say anything about Valor because you know it's just it's a limited message, right? What yeah. can we convey to him? Well, I think that's an in-person conversation. Also, also, we don't really want a gun-toting, a 
crossbow toting He's dwarf gonna go to go mental. marching up to Abby looking for Starbane. Or Val. He can use guns. He knows how to use them. Crossbow toting at the moment. Yeah. yeah. That we know of. That we know of. He, he's he's going to get a temper and he's going to do something dumb and it's a bad idea. What if we told a white lie What's and said lie? Vala is safe? Because she's safe with Starburn. I did say that we're safe. I think if we leave it at that, he might just but be happy to assume. he did say, is Vala with you? Yeah. He explicitly asked the question about Vala. We could just ignore that. I like that, saying Vala is safe. We'll just leave that dot, dot, dot. on red. Leave him on red. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to him. <laughs> um, Arvel's a hardy man. Exactly. And if he's in Gold Throne, he'll be with the trading company. So he'll have all of these resources at his disposal. He will also be able to... Yeah, no, I'm just... We need to keep him out of harm's way. Exactly. We don't need him to be jumping on any airships to go anywhere. We just need to... Going on a one dwarf crusade. Yeah. He would. He probably would. He absolutely would. It depends what our next plan is. I think... Gathering power, such as an Eterna, is a good idea. I also think transport. Yes, I need to get money, and we need to consider this airship idea that I've got. Okay. Do we want to do that? I think so. I hate them a lot. But it means we could get around a lot faster. That's true. Without devices that Piri has, we can't get around. I agree with you there. Well, we could use teleportation circles with the money I've got, but that limits us to places that have teleportation. Yeah. It's also, you know, in purely business sense, they're not cheap to use them. They're expensive to, to have it cast on you. Not to so it's, it's like just throwing money at the problem rather than like something you can reuse. And yeah. we can get... Plus, I want you to have an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can do. get places that people don't suspect. We need to well, that's the other thing. Teleportation okay. circles are fixed locations. <laughs> if someone's chasing us and they know that we're using teleportation circles, they could send somebody to the location we... or the destination, should I Can say. we name the ship? Yes. Of course. We'll think of that a little bit. It needs to be built. It's we haven't even custom yeah. who we are. <laughs> so maybe I get this money and we start that process straight away under a pseudonym. I said it in a fancy word. Well done. Um, Nanny told me that one. But also in terms of hating skyships, if we are all in charge of this thing, mostly Lucius obviously, then the threats... If I'm in a skyship and it fucking crashes again, I'm, I'm just, out. I'm just saying the crew we will can take precautions. be aware of the threat with precautions. You can kick Lucius's butt. I advise that whenever we're on the airship, we all have the parachutes already on us. So that the next time, there's a little bit of hope. I can just, sure. I think that's a good safety procedure. I can just misty step away and just, I can just teleport and be like, I'm out. I can do that. Feet, yeah. But if we're <laughs> crashing. There is, there is an interesting argument of like, I'm going to wait until I'm 30 feet away from the ground and then, and then, then cast misty step. But and would you not already be going at that speed and yeah, land that, I think that that's the point where I'd be like, roll initiative <laughs> to see how quickly see. your reactions can be. Also, the ground. So do you not you. have? <laughs> and that's the next question is: when you teleport, do you keep the momentum yeah. at which you're moving at? That's interesting. Because if you did, and you just misty step sideways, you just go. <laughs> 
but <laughs> super hey, fast. That's a question for another time. I am anyway. Speed. What's the plan now? Holy shit, it'd be really cool if you're like skydiving. No, stop talking, stop, okay. just stop. <laughs> I'm just thinking if stuff and flying towards you and you're trying to dodge stuff, you just misty step to the side. I don't believe with misty step it would, but there is a spell called Arcane Gate, which is basically the portals from Portal, where you create two portals and anything that uh, goes in yeah, one comes out the other one. Oh. So basically, like, I would keep Speedy Thing go in, Speedy Thing go out. But moving on. Anyway. Let's reply to Arvel at least. Yeah. Tell him Valor is safe. Um. Been a real shitter of a week. That. Uh, Very okay. What happened in Callie's rest after we disappeared? P.S. Message limit, twenty-five words. Okay. So yeah. So I'll cast ending again. Yep. Uh, on him. Yep. And say, message limit, twenty-five words. It's twenty-five. Twenty-five words. But I said it really quickly. Nope. So twenty-five. Damn it. <laughs> um, Valor is safe. What happened in Callie's rest after Are we left? How many is left? That was eight. You're not, I think. Yeah. I'm on the same as No, you, you didn't count the start message that you said. So 16. You're 16. 10 words. Stop counting. No, nine words. Nine words. Um, I love how every D&D group right now is like sending. Go and count these fucking words. I could just leave it at that. You don't have to use all of the words. You don't have to, no. After we... What happened at Kelly's rest after we disappeared? Okay. Turn to... That's keep, it? Keep safe. That's message? Turn to keep safe. Also, don't do anything stupid. Sure, it's 2021. 20, Alright, okay. Um, you get a bit of time. <laughs> so, what happened in Kelly's rest after we left? Valor safe. Valor safe. words. Uh, okay. Nothing happened. Y'all vanished. Few days later, Harvest Guard investigated. Investigated is one word. <laughs> investigated. <laughs> investigated. Found nothing. Just bodies. Didn't know what happened to y'all. Glad you're okay. Thanks. Nice. So there you go. He's uh, going to now assume that Valor's with us. Yep. <laughs> Why lie, bitch? Let's go to the banky. The I'll get the money. Uh, I will also say that the monthly running cost of an airship is quite expensive. Mm -hmm. So we need a little bit of leeway. Uh, if I get the compensation, that should cover <laughs> that for a good year. 1500 a month. For the for the base airship that we're going for, that covers the wages for the staff, uh, general maintenance, docking fees. So if you go to a place, you don't need to worry about like, oh, you're gonna pay 100 gold to dock here. It's just that's covered in that okay. monthly upgrade. Okay. A continent worth of travel is worth 300 golds of fuel, as well. Okay. So we just need a a, a safety fund, which I can provide with compensation that I'll get from the expenses and whatnot. As a general reminder as well, um, you technically still own the land that the estate was on. Mm. Mm. Could you rent that out? Yeah. And, well, Lucius would know this. Well, maybe I'm not Lucius. bottle up some ash. <laughs> um, it's, you can't rent it privately. You can rent it to either the, the state of Gusthaven or you can sell it to the state of Gusthaven. Um, and they'll, they'll basically build something on that land that they would then use. Maybe like a farm or they'd build like housing on it or they'd build like a workshop and 
get people to work there. Because land is so Perfect. necessary. Yeah. Do we want a base of operations in Gusthaven? You I mean, can also privately have anything you want built on that, that land. You that won't. Sounds like a good idea. That. And I now. think that's a good thing to do, but currently the Elanastros are under target from this group of shitheads. So... How about... Can we put, like, a pin it and at some point when they're gone do that? How about we use it as a deception so some other family or whatever buys the land and starts letting it out and our base of operations is underneath that in a basement. Secret base. I like the idea of that. And it, the whole thing is a facade. You would need to arrange that privately with one of the noble houses. And I can tell you the noble houses that exist. Um, but you would need I'll go to, to the most trustworthy one. I guess the uh, if Prince. I'm going to do that. You could just talk to the Sky Prince, right? Well, do you want the Sky Prince to know about it is the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the thing is, is I'm guessing that Lucius wouldn't go to the Magronas to, and sell them the land. Hell no. Exactly. So you have a couple of choices. If that, if that was something that you would like to do and basically have some sort of secret alliance with a noble house. Can I do all these things without taking up too much time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. R-L. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll go to the banky. You go to the bank, you have your arcane mark, which is that proves you are Lucius Virion Elanaster. I'm trying to be like going there. I'm being quite quiet until I get to the front desk and yeah. then I'm like... Well, basically, yeah, you show them that and they're like, oh yeah, and then they, they have a like a very well-kept elven woman who comes out who is basically like a... What do you call it? Like when you have like a premium account and you get your own personal kind of like assistant, they come out and they're like, oh yes, uh, Master Elanaster, of course. Um, uh, yes, the, there has been a, a significant deposit has been made into your account by several other families. Do you mind if we, um, obviously considering the sum of money, mm-hmm. I don't want to attract too much attention. Yes. Could we go somewhere? Do you have any private yes, uh, course, meeting yeah. rooms? They'll take you to a private meeting room. Um, you've proved your identity. They can do this a number of ways. If you want to go and start the process of building an airship, you could come back to the bank and say, I'm authorizing you to transfer, like a payment transfer to this company. I know the company already, right? Yeah, Lillian Sprocket ship, Shipping. So what I'll right. say is that, can we allot a certain amount of money to, yeah. um, to them. prepare for a transfer? Yes. And then that company will contact the bank and say, And then the only thing is you it. might need to just provide an approval, like come in and say, yes, I approve okay. this, this payment. The rest of it, what they can do is you can keep it here in Gusthaven and they will they can just basically keep it for you and then you can withdraw at like an, an amount now and do what you want. You can have it traded in, like you have it pressed into like gold bars and you can just carry a bunch of gold bars around with you. It's quite heavy and you'd be carrying a lot of money if anything happened to you. Um, or you can have it in gemstones. Like you can basically have that money as you kind of need it because the bank can provide that. I'm gonna do an intelligence check. Sure. <laughs> 13. 13. 13. Is that intelligent? I mean, it's above average. Not by much, but... What I'll do is keep half of it in the bank, whatever's okay. left over. So you, if you want to have 30,000 set aside for the, for the airship, airship. So that would put 14,000 left, so you could take 7,000 now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what I'll do is get that put into uh, jewel crafting. So what I'll mm-hmm. do is go to a, an artisan jewel mm-hmm. crafter, get that put into different jewellery, and mm-hmm. then that will be deposited in the bank for now, but I want to move that into the uh, secret base eventually. So do you want to keep 7,000 on you as gemstones? 
Or do you want to keep 7,000 in the bank as gemstones? Uh, yes. That they, 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 they'll store that. It's like, a, it's like a modern bank where they just say on their accounts, they're like, yeah, you are owed this amount. And then they've got a big fucking vault full of gold bars and, and jewelry that okay. accounts for their wealth. I kind and of then they just, just say like, yeah, we owe you this amount. Collateral damage in case. Well, the collateral damage is like, I mean, if, if anybody takes the bank, all of it will go. Is that what I mean? That's why they'll I mean. just take whatever, right? So, it doesn't matter whether it's in jewelry or gold or coins or whatever. They'll just take it. It's what you have on your person that's going to matter more. Because seven thousand gold coins—that's fucking huge bag and it's very heavy. If you want to say I'm going to take out seven thousand gold and have seven thousand gold gem diamonds in a bracelet that I keep on me, you could do that. How much would it cost to start building uh, and clearing the land? Well, so that's another question, right? Because it depends on how you want to do it. You own the land. If your idea is that you're going to go to a noble house, another one of the noble houses of Gusthaven, and say, I am going to privately sell you my land that you can build on it as long as we can build something in the basement and you don't ask too many questions. As a contract of secrecy. That's, you can do that. So they'll cover the cost of building the main building they will now do you want them to pay you for the land as well or are you just going to basically say i'll give you the land if you let us build under it in secret i want to how much a, negotiation do you want to do i want it under a leasehold mm-hmm. i own it and then i'm renting out uh the building space to but them. they get to basically claim that it's they've built it in yes. their name you, you're a secret publicly landlord. it's their land okay but really i'm the leaseholder and i'm renting the space to them for a, a set amount yes okay Make a, so this is how this is going to work. I want you to make three persuasion checks for me. Because this is going to represent your negotiating ability with them over time. And the total of like the, the three checks, if you get over what? certain amounts, will depend on how much you get and, and how well this is kept. 18 plus 7. So 25, 25. first one. Can I just stop? No, you've got to, <laughs> I, 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 want to make, I want to see all three. 15 plus 7. 22. 22. 13 plus 7, 20. 20. Nice. You got over 20 on all three checks. <laughs> you get everything you want. Oh my god. So you're going to get everything wow, you want. Nice. So they will pay you. This is for you, Daddy! It's <laughs> for you. So, and we'll, we'll, in a minute, we're going to discuss which noble family. But basically, what you're going to get out of this, and the only one you can't choose is the Magronas. Um, they're yep. the only family that you can't really go to. Oh. Also, I, there are th- you'd probably be better off going to one of the minor noble houses rather than the big uh, Yeah, houses. I don't want it to be like a big deal. Okay, so you can go to one of, there's three minor noble houses. What I might do is go to the ones, you know the assets of the company were sold to one of... They were the, split amongst three. Three houses. Yeah. One might do to make it less inconspicuous, well make it more inconspicuous, is go to one of those families. They're all three big houses. Shit. So they're In my they're big ones. Okay. Um, it's up to you. You can still go to that. You can still go to the Etherons uh, or the um, well, it's the Magronas, the Etherons, and then the Perels, or the three that. But they're the three big families. Oh, I won't go to those. Did you have a mine. good working relationship with the Etherons? Uh, only with Matthias. He's the only ones you've spoken to. Okay, fair. And he was kind of like he didn't. He was really a minor. Control. Yeah, he was very much. His his brother is very much yeah. the one in control, and his brother's a bit of a cold. He's a bit of a hard businessman. Wanker. Yeah. Um, well, basically, what you're going to get is you will get, let's say, per month, you will get 800 gold from this family, Shit. like as a rent for the land. Okay. Um, How are we going to do that? 
uh, you just ate every month, I mean, in every in-game month. I mean, it's been a month yeah. so far since we started. Yeah, yeah. So, it's taken a year. In terms of payment, they'll basically they'll make a deposit in secret into your bank here on Gusthaven. You'll have to come back and get that money. Okay, right. It's fine because we'll have an airship. Um, yeah. So well, I guess we'll be taking. In fact, no. We'll we'll make it. We'll make it a thousand gold. I th- no, because it's per month. Eight hundred gold. Eight hundred gold per month. Um, so they'll pay you that. They'll basically uh, they'll construct their their building, their manor, but it will be completely separated from the basement level, which you will have free access to control and build. And they will also handle the building in secret for you. Wow. So you just tell them what you want and give them the money, and then they'll sort the contractors out. So it's less suspicious. I also want a different building company to do the. Underneath part from the guys that are building this. It's like part. Breaking Bad now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to be hidden underneath a washing machine. <laughs> and I want all the ones that built the one underneath to die. You can't yeah. have. You can't have that. No, I don't want that. Right. So we'll talk about we'll talk about which noble family you're going to. You're basically and by by this by making this deal, you are forming a formal alliance with this noble house. You are you are working with them because they'll have leverage over you. They're going to know that you've got mm. something going on under, under their house. But you're also going to know. Well, I own your fucking manor house now. Like I own the land that it's built on. So there's three as choices. A, as a trade of goodwill, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the prototype briefcase. Oh, okay. Uh. Yeah, sure. That's great. Okay. All right, and that's as a as a gesture of goodwill. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm coming in with a deal with. Okay. So you have three choices. None of them are are Ethereum houses, but they can still use that prototype. Um, so you have the choice of house Namus. House Namus um, is primarily focused on agricultural needs of the city. Um, they have the largest and, and best orchards in Greenborough. Um, they make use of druidic magic. They create wine, which is regarded across all, almost all of Erois. They're vintas. Um, so they're not Ethereum money, but they're still good money. They're a very rich, affluent house, House Namus. Um, House Eleonore, uh, which is seen as a minor house. Um, they're not very rich, but they're heavily reliant on the city's... Um, Seize provisions. Well, they have great pride in their work maintaining the climate ward, which is the weather system that keeps Gusthaven's weather the way it is. Okay. So they're not very rich, and they don't have lots of like material wealth, but they've got a lot of influence because they control this kind of really important <laughs> thing that the city needs. Make it rain on someone. Yeah. They, well, they could just basically be like, "No, we're not going <laughs> to." Yeah, we're like. Gonna Fuck you, it make it miserable. Your house, always, <laughs> always. Um, and then the last minor house is House Viranor. Uh, house Viranor was known for their craftsmanship and owning land. Without many members of magical talent, they missed out on the Ethereum trade, but they turned its skill towards another vital element: housing and refurbishing buildings. So they're mainly architects, masons, that sort of thing. So they would probably make their own. They'd probably build the construct the house themselves, and then they could also privately have your work done okay. through contractors. Hmm. Could Nova help with a decision about maybe like go reading up on the houses and like put a report together for Lucius or? Yeah, that's the information I just gave you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to find any like super family secrets in any yeah. immediate. I'll time. sit down with Nova and be like, what do you think out of these three portfolios? <laughs> yeah, you can guess. At this point, it's more. You know, you've basically got one which is is very rich. Mm. So this this is the way to think about it. One house which is very good at making money and is very rich. One house which has quite a lot of political influence, but isn't very particularly wealthy. So maybe they'll have problems making that payment, you know, on a regular basis. 
And then the third house is kind of in the middle. It's not really rich, it doesn't have a lot of influence, but they're probably the best ones to keep your building secret and they can complete it. I think it I might quickly. go with the Masons, yep. only because house of I feel like Masons. they're not going to draw too much attention to themselves as well as make an actual good building. Okay. Um, and because I don't have much information about these houses, who you is the leader of this house? Who is it? Is it uh, like a matriarch? Is it a mother? Is it like a female figure, a, fa a, a male figure? Let's go with a female figure. Yep. Uh, three sisters. Okay, three sisters who run the family. Yeah. Sure. Perfect. Okay. Um, so the, the, yeah, the Viranor sisters—they're basically the—they run the house together. Um, okay. Yeah. So you have you have now entered into a formal kind of alliance with House Viranor. They agree to the terms. They'll pay eight hundred gold. They'll also build the structure for you, so you don't need to pay any money to have. But it will be unfurnished. They're basically going to build you a series of rooms that you can choose to do with what you want. And if you want to hire staff, you, that's going to be your money. But you're also okay. going to have the airship. So. Sounds great. Okay. I um, the deal. Right. Okay. How long is this taking? We're gonna we're gonna hand wave some time because I'm also assuming that you want to go and put in your order for your airship, which we're gonna have to do in a minute as well. Yeah. And then Nova, you want to go to the library. Uh, uh, well, to, to, the, mm. to the to uh, the <laughs> the one trade districts. <laughs> but it's funny because there's a library there. There um, is. In the Temple <laughs> <Yeah. Hesper. laughs> Fuck. Don't worry. Uh, to the library! <laughs> I was going to have Tiangong basically. Point. You the can direction. do like a divine yeah. rod of Where is it? It's in the Imperium Archive. So, what we'll say is that while Lucius <laughs> is doing that, you can leave him to it or you can leave a bodyguard with him while Nova goes to look for this Eterna. Yeah. Um, bodyguard. So, you're going to bodyguard Lucius. Sure. Um, so with Smeek. While that goes on with Smeek. Um, so, you're kind of doing a lot of this. You're going to the bank and then you're kind of setting up these plans. I'm like, oh, we have to go over here now. Um, we'll do okay. we'll do the airship stuff as a big group because yeah. there's going to be some group elements of you guys getting to create the crew and stuff as well. A library on the airship. Sneaks the captain. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. But we'll do the so in Farin's Fortune, the trade district of Gusthaven. One of the largest buildings is an enormous temple to Hesper. Uh, his holy symbol, the winged book with the single uh, open eye, um, dominates the stone visage front of the building. It is one of the largest buildings you've seen. When the Sundering destroyed much of Erois, a lot of the history of the world was kind of lost. Um, you know, the cities crumbled, fell into the sea, they became ruins, buried near birth. But with the sky cities, a lot of it was preserved. Over time, uh, the Imperium archives, the Imperian archives, have become the greatest repository of, of written knowledge in Erois. Uh, as serving as a temple to Hesper, the god of knowledge and magic, uh, their dedication is that the annals of destiny will not be forgotten again. Many disciples of Hesper bring their scholarly work here. This is a, a huge library. You, this is the kind of library where you don't just go in and be like, where's the Eterna section? It's walls of just scrolls and parchments. And whilst it is categorized, you need the assistance of the priests of Hesper to help you find stuff. Also, it's everything. It's not just important like, tell me where the Blade of Galgoth is. It's like turnip farming, a guide written by a <laughs> plumbus. You know, it's like... 
there's just loads of garbage here as well. I love that guy. A Plumbus. I love A Plumbus. Aaron Plumbus. Very consistent work. He's, uh, it just, he loves farming. He loves it. I'm really, what, I'm really hoping Mark has written down A Plumbus and we'll just find like the works of A Plumbus. A Plumbus. Can I say to Nova before she goes, if I'm staying with Lucius? Sure. Can I ask if she can look up anything to do with the clan? No! Yes. If you... Because you said that you would if yeah. we were in a library. Sure, I got you, boo. Um, in terms of, again, because I don't, we don't need to roleplay every interaction, this library is huge, so there's a couple of options here. Um, if there are specific subjects you want to learn about, you will need to research them. Researching <laughs> subjects okay. takes time and it takes money, because okay. you basically have to pay you know, a donation to the temple to say, I want your scholars to help me research this subject. And that is, they'll spend the day like going and finding books, but also the books can't be taken out of the library. You have to copy everything down here. Um, and that's gonna represent that. So it depends on the subject you wanna research. It depends on A, how hard it is, how much money you have to spend and how long it takes you. But it might be that you can ask if there's a certain subject, they might have a specialist and they might be, hey, come and speak to this person and we'll have like a role playing gathering. Sorry to get meta about it, but that's yeah. just how it is. I figured that this entire section is like just a massive part of the time we're kind of montaging it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the main things Nova wants to find out about? Well, first of all, when I kind of get in there into a quiet corner, can I talk with Tiangong and see if, if they can tell me like a vague direction or like. This building. So, you get the sense that there is an Eterna in this building somewhere. He can't. He can't communicate anything more complicated than that, like direction or distance or strength. Just, you know that there's somewhere in this temple, in this huge library, there is an Eterna. Okay. Um, what would it cost to research four things in terms of money and time? Mm -hmm. um, do, do you want to know what those... Yeah, yeah tell uh, me the subjects. So, any notes on Hadar? Um... More about Starbane, including Zarkira, mm -hmm. uh, Ayla's clan, and anything written by Dean Alessandra Vastra on Eterna. Okay, and so, a uh, and then the Laird, the Laird de Lan is the Laird de Lan. Laird de Lan is um, it's the name of the collective clans of the of Ayla's uh, type. <laughs> and then you want to know about Alessandra Vastra. Anything if there's any papers. So by her. before we go into the other subjects, because mm -hmm. I'll need to do some thinking about that mm -hmm. and provide the information, and it will take in game time. When you mention uh, Alessandra Vastra, the the young, let's say, human um, priest. Uh, of Hesper, who is is helping you, uh, is like, ah, oh, uh, you you seek uh, Dean Alessandra Vastra. Yes. Ah. Uh, well, she is here, <gasps> but you should be warned that you, if you wish to speak with her, I would advise you to be cautious. Well, well, well why? She is not well. Oh. There is a magical affliction. But she is here, if you are so inclined to speak with her. I, I, yes, yes, please. I, I would love uh, an audience with her. Is it just yourself? Do your companions wish to come with uh, you? I'm assuming at this point Quill and Sentry are with you. Uh, oh, we are there. I'm assuming so, because I'm assuming Lucius is just with... I you mean, know, if I find out that Nova's going to the Temple, Temple of Hesper, Hesper then, then I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, right in there. Um, so while I've got you two there, is there anything you guys want to research independently as well? Uh, I'd like to research... Anything about the City of Glass or Volcanos? Ooh, or look yeah. at anything about Solvin in the scripture? Mm -hmm. 
I'd probably, yeah, be interested in the City of Glass as well. Um, Plates and how to warm them. <laughs> a plumbus, again. A plumbus. A plumbus. Oh man, I love that guy. Uh, oh my goodness. A hundred uses, uses for a warm plate. A plumbus. Oh man. Quill? I want that book. Um, well, the, the difference with you, Quill, is they recognise you as a priest of Hesper here. Um, you can actually make yourself available to this as a place of worship. You can conduct rituals here if you need to. Um, they will provide you with aid as long as it's not immensely financial. Yeah. Um, so they'll, if you want scrolls, they can potentially provide you with scrolls if you need them. And Would my history as a cloistered scholar help with any of this? Yes, it will. So it says I have library access. It, it will. Uh, it will oh, reduce God. the cost and it will help you. But again, this is stuff where I'm going to need some time to actually to research, yeah. tell you what's going to, this is going to be and how well it's going to be. Um, but just before Mark, we do this encounter. time, mm -hmm. um, building this work. Yeah, to actually write it. <laughs> you can have a think, you don't have to decide now. Yeah, I don't really think there's... Like, unless there's like some maps of like Voxar of like... The thing with the, the Temple of Hesper, as he is a god of knowledge, um, there are maps. You are more likely to find maps with the Messenger Guild. Yeah, okay. That's, that's their job. Yeah. The job of the Temple of Hesper is to kind of contain written knowledge and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll assist with the... Manual, the uh, I'll assist with the City of Glass oh, and... Yeah, attacked by a monster in the library. It's a library! The attendant of Hesper is like, oh, you want me to follow me, uh, if you would, please? Okay. I would, um, yes, follow me. I'm like visibly excited at this point. I'm like meeting a he, rock star. He takes you to a back room and to a spiral staircase that goes down deep into a basement. He leads you down stone corridors, past restricted areas of the library and of the temple. He leads you down another set of stairs into a darker stoner area of the temple. Stone area. Stone area. Stone area. <laughs> Stone area. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so much knowledge, bro! I hate you so much. Why do you think I'm so keen to go to the library? Guys, you hotbox the basement. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. And he leads you to a... Not well. He leads you to a an iron door set into uh, the corridor. Um... Outside of which there is a bright globe, which is giving off like this bright, almost like sunlight. Like you're, you know, it's like <coughs> bright light right outside the door. Um, and he looks at you and he says, "I will need to inform. Um, I will need to inform the Grand Dean that you wish to speak with Alessandra. You should be. You should be safe uh, as long as her companion is in there with her. Yeah. But I would advise that you stay close to the door." You said she was sick, what? Yes, she's been afflicted with um, vampirism. Oh. Okay. She is still a dean and Hesper has not, Hesper has not relegated her from his sight. Why did we split the party? It's fine. Uh, it was a library! <laughs> yep. Hesper has not relegated her from his, his sight, so she is still one of us, but we take precautions. She seems dedicated to her research, so, and we provide her with animal blood, but just be cautious. Out of curiosity, does Tiangong get the sense the Eterna is here? Closer. Yeah. Closer. Like, yeah. I'm thinking as Nova, it's probably hers, if she has one. 
maybe. He he's like, good luck, and then he leaves to go and inform the Grand Dean of the. the okay, the so what do we know about vampires? Um, Sentry is the only one who really would, um, because they were a they were um, part of Zarkira's attack forces. So, oh. so vampirism was something that Zarkira gave to her most trusted lieutenants to make them stronger, um, more powerful, to give them command over creatures of the night, um, and cool. they were they were a force of Starblade of Star of the Court of Shadows, basically. Okay, um, that's how you know them. You, you've probably seen people fight them, or you've heard of people fighting them. Yeah. Terrifying commanders on the battlefield, very difficult to kill, nearly impossible to kill. Oh god! Um, <laughs> most of them would have their, they would have chambers, uh, coffin, uh, uh, reju- rejuvenation chambers aboard Starbane ships. They're coffins, effectively. Oh wow! Um, but they would be like chambers that they would go and reform into. So they're effectively immortal commanders of, of Zarkira's forces. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool and scary. Yeah. Um, Starbane himself, like the Court of Shadows, didn't deploy a lot of undead, but vampires were one of the types that he used. Was Arkira used? You often, you probably would have noted, because you were very involved in military matters, um, she and her forces were very separate to to Kallus in many cases. Mm. She would often go off and just attack with her own force separately to what he was doing. So there you go. Um, in terms of, you don't know too much, you know that they don't like sunlight, um, that they are they are very resistant to weapons and things like that, that they can regenerate. Is vampirism a curse? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I feel like someone would have tried that already. Well, Maybe you're gonna to have to forgive me, but who is she again? <laughs> oh, um, the the dean uh, Simon Simon told us um, about her. She's um, she knows about Eterna. Okay. She's written. She's interviewed Eterna, and 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 she's interviewed uh, some of the remnant, I think, as well. And and she just knows lots of stuff about Eterna. And and I kind of wonder if she might have one. Are you willing oh. to show her Tiangong? That's a good point. I was going to say yes, but... Then of me. I feel like she might have been imprisoned here. If, if, if this is orb of sunlight, <laughs> she can't leave this room. Would Sentry have told us about vampires? Yes. Okay. Yeah. As soon as, upon hearing that there is one in the next room, yeah. I imagine Sentry is like... Mm. <laughs> impossible to kill. (laughs) (laughs) If vampires were a part of Zarkira's force, maybe a part of her is working? We know Zarkira is, well, her worshippers are in this world. That's true. I mean, but you also, I mean, Quill, you can't deny the fact that the the attendant, like, he called her a dean, which means she's a priest or a priestess of Hesper. I mean... He said that she was still following Hesper's light. And that she is being sated. Uh, so... It can't hurt to be cautious, at least. Yes. We can't trust her. Yeah. At least maybe I from should, what we've heard. Maybe I should hide Tiangong. At least for now. We'll 
gauge the reaction. Do you yeah. think I should hide it outside, or...? Could I cast uh, Arcanist's Magic Aura on it? What does that do, Tom <laughs> Tell us! So I place for an, podcast listeners! I place an illusion on a creature or an object I touch, uh, so that divination reveals false information about it. Um, and... I can give it a false aura so that it doesn't even look magical anymore. Yeah. So it would still be, like, physically it wouldn't change, but it would hide any magical aura. Um, yeah, so it's a false aura or cool. mask. So I think false aura is detect magic and all of those things just don't work on it. Yeah. Um, a mask would make it look like non-magical. A false aura would make it look like a different type of magic. That's cool. So you could basically make change <coughs> just look like a magical sword. I can make a magical object appear non-magical. Yeah. There you go. So you can just make it look like Tiangong's Or I can change it, yeah. Yeah. So... 24 hours? I lost, yeah, 24 hours. Um, Interesting. Sounds smart. Is that what you're going to do? Yes. Yeah. You're going to cast that? So you don't need to... Well, you can hide it. What's your spell save, DC? It's, um... 15. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so Quill reaches down, touches Tiangong, and... Was Tiangong resisting it? (laughs) You, 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 Nova, get a sense of whatever, as you're kind of like feeling this connection, it kind of goes blank. Like, you know it's there and you can still draw on your magic, your warlock power from the pact. You can't really feel Tiangong. Like, you can always, always feel him there or them there. It's numb. Numb. Oh, this is really strange. So you can still hide Tiangong. I feel like I've lost my arm. This just helps a bit more. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Right. But he's still there. He's yeah. Still no, no, that's fine. Dave. Safe. Um, <laughs> but it will at least stop that yeah. concern. Yeah. Okay. It's worth going in. The, the risk outweighs the. Let's do reward. it. <laughs> yeah, the no, reward. The reward outweighs the reward. Yeah, the that other way around. Should we go in? Let's go yes. in. We go in. Just, just let Sid know. I, I have ordered food, so uh, <laughs> great. I'll let you know. So, um, do you knock on the door? Are you just going to open the door? Knock. I'm a polite okay. girl. Okay. So you knock and you hear a. Uh, yes, yes, come in. Open the okay. door. Okay. Yeah. You open the door and you see that there is like a, th- a thick black curtain, almost like an antechamber, um, that you step in and the the sunlight orb from outside kind of hits inside. Um, Please, they'll make sure you close the door behind you. Uh, okay. 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 No, it's all right, Sid. I'll just let you know if it rings. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you, you shut the door behind you? Uh, yeah. Okay. When you shut the door behind you, uh, the sunlight suddenly goes away. There is a dull blue light from some glowing orbs in the ceiling, um, but the curtain, the black curtain antechamber, is suddenly drawn back and standing in front of you is a six foot four, slightly glowing, oh. armored warrior that has a leonine feature, so almost like a lion man, oh. with a kind of lion-like okay. face, a huge mane of golden you know, fur, um, and his armor is b- slightly glowing. Um, he holds a big spear in one hand, and his armor is beautifully intricate, carved and detailed, um, and he just sort of looks down at you. Um, he sounds hot. Oh, he sounds hot. Uh, he kind of just looks down. What? It's a lion. Yeah. He's a lion man. And that's not any better. My apologies. He's a lion man. Uh, sure. Okay. 
I don't judge. Be careful. Alessandra. Alessandra. They seem fine. Uh, and then he kind of steps back. Um, and as he steps back, you can see at the far end of the room, a very lavish kind of decorated room with a large four-poster bed, desk, piles of books everywhere. Um, you see... I mean, she can't be more than in her 30s when you see her, but very pale, long, dark hair, like blood-red lips, um, an elven woman, high elven, so long ears like Lucius's, um, uh, in a very sort of like, you know, very fitting blue dress of Hesper. You can see that a holy symbol is kind of tied around her wrist and kind of dangles loose. Um, and she appears to be flicking through a book and she has a wine glass um, filled with a dark red liquid. Uh, and then she turns and kind of like sees you all and her eyes are blood red. Like rather than being colored irises, they're just like red with black. Oh, cool. um, so they look very striking against her pale skin. Ah! Excellent. Do we have some more tutors, uh, students that wish to learn? Um, Please come in. Do not be afraid. I'm sure that the man outside gave you some terrifying speech about my, my cures. Yes. Uh, do not worry. Helios here will not let me hurt you, will you, Helios? That was our agreement. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Nova? Helios, that's a cool name. How can I help? Greek mythology, yes. Oh! A guardian! Oh, how fascinating! I have not seen many of you walking around, mainly uh, uh, bodies inside uh, or uh, non-functional ones, remains in battlefields across Erois. It's fascinating. What is your name? Uh, my name's Sentry. Ah, Sentry. Very interesting. Is that the Crest of Solvin? That, that is. How? Ah, very interesting. Do you... How... I'm a student of history, dear guardian. I know lots of things. I'm afraid that Solvin is not... Um, an area of my expertise, but I know enough to recognize the symbol of a, a famous city such as that. Oh, oh, that gives me some comfort that, you know. Of course, yes. Many of Hesper's worshippers, we study history. I mean, we cannot let such things be forgotten to time. Still, how can I help you and your friends? Uh, who are you? Huh? <laughs> Sorry? Who are you? Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> uh, Quill, Kilekakala, a priest of Hesper. Ah, a fellow dean. Uh, no, well, I... An acolyte, perhaps? You're still learning about uh, the yes. world of knowledge? learning and exploring. Ah, well, uh, that is exactly what you would wish of you to do. Uh, well, it is good to meet a fellow worshipper of Hesper. Mm. Uh, and yourself, my dear? Hi! My name's Nova Viger, and, and I've heard so much about you. Well, I've heard one thing about you, but I really wanted to meet you. Um, uh, I... She takes a sip of her blood, and you see these very prominent sort of vampiric teeth, like, kind of slightly biting into her red lips as she drinks. And puts so it down. Um, I, I heard that you're an expert on Eterna. And, <laughs> it needs and, to settle down today. <laughs> yes. There's hot people in this episode. Come on. <laughs> Big glowing lion man. Sexy hot vampire lady. Come on. Gothme is like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I. You have come to the right person. Uh, I no, am I indeed that. a student. Of, uh, <laughs> The Eterna. I'm very fortunate to count one of them as a close personal friend. A friend. Uh, this is Helios, by the way. And he turns and he's like, Matterborn. And he like nods his head. Matterborn. It's what I call you. Types made of your substanceness. My substanceness. Um, <laughs> still odd. Are you comfortable in these conditions with a 
guard and a sunlight orb and... Of course not. I would love to be out there in the city and out there exploring Eroes as I once did, but the deans of Hesper uh, seem to convinced that if I am left to my own devices, I will be going around sucking the blood of every citizen that I come across. Not the fact that I ignored I didn't need such protections for 20 or 30 years. I had Helios here, but hmm. still, if it makes them feel more comfortable and I get access to their library, then I'm more than willing to stay. Yes. I'm just staring, so Nova's just staring at Helios. Like, something in that conversation, she's just staring at Helios with her mouth open and kind of just pointing. Yes. Are you an Eterna? He, he could not look more exasperated. Uh, and Elisandra just is like, <laughs> oh my dear, uh, of course he is. He's just like, he, he's glowing. He's not like a normal person. Imagine like he's just <laughs> radiating light. You know, um, he's, no, he's almost like a, like he's made of man. energy, but he's taken this humanoid shape and form. For podcast listeners, Nova's mouth is wide open. <laughs> yes, I, he is in fact the very reason that I am not some crazed, blood, blood-sucking monster. How? So he's... <laughs> so you wish me to tell this story. I was exploring ruins, a place called Dust Hallow in Al Saraf, many years ago, 100 years or so ago, back in my early days, uh, 50, 60 years ago perhaps. It's hard to keep track of time when you don't age. Hmm. Um, it was there in the ruins that I discovered a starved, feral lieutenant of Zakira, a vampire. Some sort of crazed old warrior, I guess. He attacked me, bit me, but I managed to destroy him before the curse fully took hold, blasted a hole in the ceiling, and uh, the sunlight destroyed him. It turns out that this, this lieutenant, this commander, had been bound to an eternal, an eterna. A piece of armor, and specifically. Well, sensing the cursed beginning to take my mind and strip away my empathy and my humanity, I reached out and bound myself to the armor, knowing what I did of the Eterna and the symbiosis, symbiosis between us. And when I first heard Helios speak, I uttered my first and only command to him, that he must not allow me to ever harm the innocent. I see. And I have done my duty ever since. How are you, how are you, how are you in this form, a humanoid form and not a weapon, the armor? Uh, he like looks down to Elisadra um, and just basically, she kind of marks and says like, oh, I have no use for such barbaric things as armor. I would not wish to wear it. Eterna can take, <coughs> Eterna are beings of energy. Back when they lived in their system, their home system, they would be, Effervescent. They would be energy, uh, clouds, nebulae of it. But they could always take a humanoid form to interact with other creatures, other species they met from other worlds. This is how they came to communicate with cows back before the Sundering. But since they came to our world, since their kind have been bound by the Court of Shadows, they can now take these more crude forms of weapons, armor, and such things. But I have no use for that. Why would I deny this creature the ability to walk and speak and, and enjoy the world? No, I have asked Helios to remain in this form, so he does. Oh, so you but the fact that you knew of Eternal, and you know of their abilities, 
you have uh, you have learned this from somewhere, yes? It is not very common knowledge. I'm interested to know how you know. I learned it from Dean Simon. Ah, but Dean Simon would not have mentioned my name unless you knew something. I was I was I was I was researching the Eternal Triumvirate and I wanted to know more about them. And he recommended I speak to you. Well, you are playing very coy with me, my dear, but the Eternal Triumvirate that is something only a few of us know, even within Hesper's holy walls. Um, so you know it from somewhere. I think. Okay, quit, quit, quit pro quo. Can you tell me where where the Eternal Triumvirate are, and 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 I'll tell you why. No. My dear, I wish I could. If I could speak with Tassadar or Elhalia or even Tiangong, to do so would be incredible, but sadly they are lost. Uh, Tiangong was splintered into many shards, pieces, powering Starbane's numerous war machines and vehicles, uh, his, his weapons. Starbane himself is said to have wielded a chunk of, of Tiangong. As for Tassadar, nobody has seen him or heard of him. Helios has tried to reach out to many of his companions that wander free, but no luck. Does that mean stupid, sexy Starbane has a mm. part of Tian Gong? Yes, he does. Well, get a load of this and then dump Tian Gong. <laughs> <laughs> basketball form. How Kobe. important would it be to recover Tian Gong? Extremely. If you know of the Eternal Triumvirate, they were the leaders of uh, the Eterna. Uh, what we, what they refer to as. Um, Princeps, uh, or Princeps Eterna, their leaders, their, their governors, uh, and chief among them was the Eternal Triumvirate, the three greatest. Tiangong was one such, one such Eterna. Helios here, he is, um, he is what we call a, a Slyphus, a Cyphus Eterna, a protector, a guardian. They would form shields, they would uh, protect the others in the nebula. Um, there's also a th a th another type called uh, Gladio Eterna, who are... Uh, the attackers, the spears, the warriors. Okay. Um, what's, what's Helios yeah. steps forward at this oh, point. Oh no. Why are you asking so many questions, travelers? This is knowledge far beyond just wandering priests or ancient weapons. You know something. What do you know of my people? Are you one of these scum that enslave us and bind us to fight for you? No. I want to free you. Hmm. Easy words for a race that has showed that they are capable of betrayals. Uh, Come now, Helios. There is no need for any of this. I know that you do not think very highly of our, of our kind, but surely you must understand that this girl is not some traitor like Calistarbane. I've seen the face of a traitor. I saw him the day that he came to speak with the Eternal Triumvirate. Charm and words of victory against a powerful enemy. Look what he did to us. Slaved us. Turned us into things to be drained. Batteries. And what of the Triumvirate? How did they serve Starbane? Different ways. Tassadar was... Tassadar was placed within his greatest ship, his warship, given the same name as Tassadar himself. Cool. 
I don't that's, think cool. That's for Alea, nobody knows. She vanished. And as for Tian Gong, he was broken. He was powerful. Uh, Sid, if you wouldn't mind stepping outside, <laughs> uh, or if somebody wouldn't mind stepping outside, go get our McDonald's, please. <laughs> um, I don't know, because I'm going to probably finish this I'm up. Done. Okay, thanks, Sid. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> nice. Tassadar, uh, Tian Gong, they were split up into so many shards, used to power so many war machines. No one knows. You can see that his demeanor diminishes. A sad tale for the Eternal, I'm afraid. They were convinced that they would be helping protect the universe. Perhaps in a way that they were, but they were used to attack here. I'm gonna, Nova's gonna be staring at Quill at this point, like, kind of like... I'll like, nudge my head, you may as well. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Like, just trying to be like, I don't know, trying to convey like... I'll cast message. Okay. <laughs> um, so you turn and do this. Uh, and no sound comes out. <laughs> yeah. And what? 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 <laughs> Should we tell them? Yeah. They seem safe. Can I be close to the door? Yeah. Yeah. You're, I'm, I'm assuming at this point you're basically stood in front of like the black okay. curtain that separated yeah. this room from the main room. Um. Don't freak out. And then I'm gonna draw Tiangong. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I have cast an aura on this that covers its power. But I think, well, I know this is probably what you're looking for. <laughs> Elisadra raises a, a very nailed, polished, nailed finger, clicks it. It's a third level spell. What's in this still? What's magic aura? A third level or lower? Uh, <coughs> it's second level. It dispels immediately. Um, you feel the, the aura, the illusion you've cast upon Tiangong just shatter as she dispels magic. Um, and Helios, his leonine eyes go wide and his face begins to turn into a snarl. Um, you! I said don't freak out! You have taken him! No, I rescued you have, them! You have enslaved I've him! I've rescued them! And he begins like picking up the spear, and oh, Alessandra is just looking wide-eyed like... You said you wouldn't freak out! I promise nothing! They are one of the greatest of my kind, and you carry them around as some meaningless blade! No, I'm trying to reform them! Century, you're moving in front. I'm moving in front of Nova. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ayla's just having a really, I was gonna say. really meaningful chat with Smeek, trying to teach him how to say Lucius properly. Lucy. No. Lucius. Closer. Closer. Lucius. He's almost Lucius. there. One day, I'm gonna get him to say <laughs> Lucius Elena. So hey, hey, Katie did it. Why? I haven't said anything for a while. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Smeek needs his time, Tom. He um, needs his time. So, come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the, this figure is, like, looming down on Nova. He is, like, this this giant six-foot-four figure is just kind of, like, stepping towards Nova, like, release him now! Tiangong speaks to me! 
and he looks down. And there is a pause where you feel, Nova, a pulse from Tiangong. Like, you know, him speaking to you, but this is projected outwards as best as it can weaken its state, but you see Helios, like, stagger back, like, reeling from some unseen force that you can't comprehend, and he just drops to a knee. It's like, it can't be. And he just bows his head. Uh, Princeps, it is you. Alessandra's like, well, well, quite a development. To think that you have had around one of the Eternal Triumphant. How did you come across them? I, I found it. I, I found the first shard in, in an abandoned skiff. It was a Court of Shadows skiff, and I didn't know what I was looking at, but I, I, it called to me. And, Fascinating. And I took it. Fascinating. It, but it, it wanted to come with me. I promise. Yes. I haven't enslaved oh, it. I, yes, I, my dear, I believe you. Helios, you must understand that this is... As if, uh, imagine that, uh, imagine that he was carrying around a king or one of our god. Imagine he carried around Hesper at his waist. I understand. That's why I've been cautious. Yes, you are wise to be. There are many who would be very keen to get your hands on such a thing. It is very interesting indeed. What do you want? What are you here for? I, I want to reform Tiangong. I want to find as many pieces, but I don't know how. I can hear sometimes Tiangong is trying to speak to me, but I don't know. I, we communicate with feelings and dreams and emotion, and mm. I don't know what I'm doing, but yes. I want to do the best I can by them. In, his such, in such a weakened state, I'm amazed that Tiangong is able to provide even that. He was broken into many shards. By my research, I believe that he's been broken into 13 pieces. That's a lot of shards. Callus carries the largest and most powerful. Still, to this day, apparently. It was never recovered, so. But the others, the others, some of them may be here on Edroes. You've already encountered two, you say? Yeah. There may be more here. But some will also be powering his ships still out there along with many other Eterna. But I'm sure that there will be more. His invasion of Erois was, his invasion was very thorough, and many of his greatest war machines were sent here. Only Tiangong had the power to bring life to him. In terms of helping you find them, my dear, if I had found any, I would have them myself. I would be trying to do exactly as you do, but sadly, I am here for now, and I cannot leave. But Helios can. Are you sure about that? Do you not want him to protect you? As long as that, that sunlight is outside there, and as long as the temple attendants bring me sheep's blood or goat's blood, I should be fine. I think this is more important that he travels with you, if you are seeking the return of Tiangong. Helios, would you want to come with us? He looks. You realize what this would mean, Alessandro? You would need to be unbound. I understand. You will need to bind with one of these three. I do not imagine that this Ganassi will be able to if she carries Tiangong's pact. 
But yes, I think that you should. You are free to travel as you wish. This is important to you, yes? Yes. If we can restore Tiangong to even a fraction of his power, he would be able to help the others, find the others. Perhaps we can find a layer or other warriors, other gladios or other seraphs. Yes. I do wish to travel with you, Ganassi. But I will not do so as something bound to you. I will do so as my own being. That's fine. Very well. And Alessandra's just like, I will need some time, uh, a few days, just to make sure I have everything in order. But return, and before you leave Gusthaven, Helios will come with you. Thank you, thank you both. I will give you what research I have. I have a name, I have the few names of a few Eterna that are here on Erois. What state they are in, I do not know. And there are several which are still lost. I will give you, I will give you their names. Thank you. Hmm? Well, let's bring see. back whatever you learn. That is my only price. Whatever you learn, you must bring back here to be shared for future generations. Absolutely. So be it. Return in a few days. Um, I think before we leave, I don't want to RP this, mm-hmm. but I think before we leave, I would probably sit and tell her about Night Frost. Mm-hmm. Just so that she knows. Helios she will want to hear that yeah, as well. Yeah, so I can tell, like, just for her records. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she'll take. <laughs> Extensive notes, and Helios looks very pained as he hears it, like mm. hearing the loss of somebody he knew. Mm. So, we're going to start wrapping things up, but there's some decisions to be made. Mm. In terms yes, of airships... We will bind Smeek to Helios. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, technically, he doesn't need to be bound. He can just travel on his own will. Awesome. Um, oh Christ, but you can maybe convince him to bind to one of you <laughs> in time. Yeah, he, he is, seems pretty gross. He, he is a yeah. He is a uh, a slifus uh, eterna, which means he's a, uh, a piece. He's armor. So he rather than becoming a weapon, he becomes armor. Cool. Give it to uh, the bird. Cool. Okay. Give it to but the bird. As, yeah, he is just a giant lion protector. Giant lion man, and he looks like a like a spearman. Like his armor and his he has like carries a big spear with him as well. Has he got physicality to his? Actually, body? no. He wouldn't have a spear. He just has like claws. He just has like big burly arms. Okay. Could he? Could he punch? be equipped? We think so. Yeah, he pulled the curtains back. Like oh, he, he has a form to him. Mm. Nice. He's That's not just cool. energy. Yeah, unlike Night Frost, he seems to be a bit more tangible. Mm. Um, well, don't put him down. I didn't say that. I didn't put him <laughs> down. So for so we can start thinking about next time. So we'll do a bit more of this RP next time. But you can, uh, Lucius, you can gather everybody up. And you can travel to Lillian Sprocket. I collect Mike everybody home. up. I now have them in my arms. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So let's talk about airships before we finish up. So. 30,000 gold is the base cost. Yes. Um, you've already associated that as funds. It will take one week. Um, most of the components they already have, they just will basically build it to be assembled. Um, Lily and Sprocket are a gnomish couple. One is a tinker gnome, one is a whisper gnome. Um, very slight variations. You can't really tell them apart that very well. They look to be the same. Short, weird hair, big eyes with no pupils. Okay. They have... Uh, what is it? They have seven children um, who are various ages and are part of the company in various ways. They basically only take custom orders, but they are very well known for what they do. One, some things that I want you to think about for next time. You will need to come up with uh, a first mate. So basically choose a race uh, and some, like give me some personality 
of a first mate that you would like. Uh, <coughs> you will also have four untrained hirelings. Uh, again, I would recommend you come up with like, choose a race for them, but maybe elect one as their leader and give that a personality, and then mm -hmm. that, that'll share that with the group. So imagine there's like a little group of NPCs. Yeah. And then a skilled hireling as well. Um, and you also have 10 members of a crew and do the same thing. So like, oh, we're gonna have half-elf crew and their leader is this NPC. Um, you can come up with names, you can come up with quirks for them. We can roll it, you can ask me and I'll roll it randomly if you want. Um, okay. It's up to you. Cool. Uh, it's your ship. Lucius, specifically for you, you need to choose a cosmetic and a weapon feature. Oh. Um, <laughs> cosmetic feature. Uh, this is all stuff that I have taken from the Ak Inc book, or it's like inspired by. So the cosmetic features are exactly as it sounds. You can design it to look a certain way. This can include fantastical elements, as long as they don't provide any magical or mechanical benefits. So you could say, um, on the ship, we have ghost servants that fly around and do stuff. And they'll help out, but they're really just visual. They don't do anything. They're yeah. just a purely visual thing. You can say, the airship looks like a huge dragon uh, and it has big spectral wings that make it look like it's a dragon in flight. Mm. It's basically a purely cosmetic that's thing. You get to design how it looks, right? And that's ah, that's, that's a your choice, Chris Drop. Weapon-wise, oh you have three choices. You can either have ballista, mm -hmm. which is basically like a big ballista. You can have an arcane cannon. Um, the cannon takes some time to charge up, but then it fires like a big beam. Um, or you can have a hydraulic ram on the front for when you actually, but you have to physically ram things with the ship. Um, and it's like That's a big <laughs> piston ram. How it looks, again, completely up to you. Um, <laughs> mm. Mm. Stuff to think about. Sure. Not yep. much though. It's going to look like Lucius's face, but the whole <laughs> ship is. God. <laughs> it's visually quill. If you want like for the crew, <laughs> I am more than happy to roll them up randomly. But if you want to, like, say, I want to pick the first mate and then I come up with the rest of the crew, okay. that's fine. If you want to do the opposite and say, well, I, you know, maybe you're like, well, can we have Nanny Norfear as like the skilled <gasps> pilot? Maybe. Can we get a riot? You can absolutely have a riot. She will not be as effective, like in terms of combat and stuff, I do have separate stats for like how effective they are. Yeah. So it would be a riot, but she wouldn't be as effective as when Rhi was playing her as a player character, if that okay. makes sense. But you can absolutely say like, we're going to go and hire her to be the first mate and she runs the ship cool. like that. Well, we'll have um, a think for next time. Yes, that's the main thing. Have a think for next time, because nice. we've got some we've stuff got to read. Well, to but go. Food to eat. I mean, first, I just want to say, we've got a friggin' airship! Woo! Well, you will do, we'll do in a week. In production. Yeah, and in production. a turner! In a production. And a turner. Holy crap! What an episode. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Remember to check out both D&D Beyond and Critit.co.uk with the links in the episode description. You can also support the podcast on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash highrollers, giving you early access to podcast episodes and more. In fact, I've been making a load of stat blocks for some of the things in a row that I'm sure you'll enjoy. There's not going to be an episode next week as we're all super busy, and by that I mean the guys are going laughing again, but the week after that will be the special live episode at YogCon. We'll see you there.